This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So first we're going to talk, before we talk about Chanu Chafei, we're going to talk a little bit about this week's parasha. Parasha's Miketz. Go back to Parasha's Yeshev, where the trouble began. And it says the following. Yosef who Yosef went down to Mitzrayim. born him, as we said last week. Hashem as Yosef, says the pasuk, and Hashem was with Yosef. and he was very matzliach. his master saw Hashem ito. His master saw. Interesting, no? Such a such a low life in Mitzrayim. But that he realized he had a car satov. He realized that whatever Yosef touched turned to gold. But he didn't. He didn't give Yosef credit for it. He said, "Interesting that this low life. We know why he bought Yosef, right? That he was able to see how many of us, when things are very good and we do end up making money or accomplishing something, how many of us are on the on the level of Potifa? To say, I'm an Ishmat Sliach, because Hashem is with me. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, we can learn from such a low life. He said that. What? He said that And his master saw, it's Potifa, right? Ki Hashem ito, that God is with him. B'chol Hashem hu and everything that Yosef did, Hashem Matzliach biyado. That God made him Matzliach biyado. Imagine. They're going to come up to Shemayim and they're going to say, you took credit for stuff, Potifa. Low life, bought Yosef for himself. He was able to know that Hashem was Matzliach. Okay, but you see Yosef came by Enov, right? But he made the difficult. I said, basically, Hashem Yeshlo, and and he gave him over the control of the whole house. But Yivarech Hashem is based on Mitzri again, and Hashem, look what's going on over here. Hashem blessed the house of the Mitzri because Yosef, because of Yosef. But he brings Hashem. And the brach of Hashem was in anything in the house and in the field. Okay? And the master left everything in his hands, except the lechem, except the bread. That's a nice way of saying except his wife. His wife he didn't give to Yosef. Okay. He left. What? Abandoning. Azav. Azav. It means, he didn't abandon, he left this place, no? Yeah. So it means to leave. I mean, it means to abandon, leave, whatever. According to the Archgrove translation, it's he left all that he had in Joseph's custody. Not abandoned. So I guess it's left. Alright, anyway, that's not my point. So, now Yosef is running the house. And what does he say? By your mind, and he refuses. By Yomer, Elishas, Adonov, Hey, Adoni, Lo Yodai, Iti, Mama, Boyes, B'chol Hashem, Yeshua, Nosam, Yadi. Everything that he has was given into my hands. In other words, I have a cross that talked to my master. He gave me everything. Now came the very big mistake that came out of his mouth. Einenu, Kodol, Babayis, Hazer, Mimeni. There's nobody greater than me in this house. 
And nothing am I, do I have to keep my hands off except you. You're his wife. So that was a very big mistake that he said on himself. There's no one greater than me in the house. Well, when you opened it, when he opened his mouth and he said that, Hashem said, really? There's no one greater than you in this house? Aren't I in this house? Now nah, you're going to end up in jail and there's not going to be anything great about you. And that's where he ended up after he made that comment that there's nobody as great as me in this house. Okay. Why am I telling you this? Because if we go on, which is very, very important, it says the following. You see, you see that he's Ramesh Matzliach, whatever he does. Let me just turn off my phone, whatever's left of it. Definitely not much left of it. Okay. Listen carefully. So he goes into the jail. And what does it say? Ain sa last pasuk in the Perak Nuntes Chaf Gimel. Ain sa beis asaya roya as kabul to be yadai ba'asher Hashem ita ba'asher who oisa Hashem matzliach. The prison warden did not see anything that wasn't his charge as much as Hashem was with him, and whatever he did, Hashem made him successful. So he was by Potiphar's right. The Torah tells us that everything he did and everything he touched turned to gold. Hashem was with him. Then he goes to jail. Whatever he does, whatever, right? Hashem is with him. So he's very connected to Hashem. Okay. Then he makes the big mistake at the end of the last week's part, at the end of Ayeshev. And he says, he says the, 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 what's it called? The translation of the dream. Keeps up. Do me a favor. And take me, take me out of this house and remind me to Paro so we know what was the Avera that he actually trusted in a human being instead of trusting Hashem. Because the whole time, what does it say? It says that Shem was with him. So why all of a sudden are you trusting in this Sharmashkim? And the Torah tells us, and you want to put your trust in a human being? Don't trust in a human being, right? So if you're going to trust in a human being, what's going to happen? They will forget you. So he made a statement that he was the greatest in the house instead of giving Hakadosh Baruch Hu credit, even though Potiphar's own Potiphar himself, his master, was the one who gave Hashem credit. But he's going now going to correct this. What happens? So we know that Paro has a dream, right? And we know that now the Sarmashkin reminds him and he brings him up. Now you have to listen to this because this is very important in our lives. And it says the following. They take him out of the bar, give him a haircut, they shave him. It was Rosh Hashanah actually. He tells him the dream. Listen carefully. And Yosef says to Paro, he hears the whole dream. And he says, Pretty much that it's beyond me. I can't I can't translate it. But Hashem is gonna be the one who's gonna to respond to make peace for Paro who couldn't sleep because he had this dream that he didn't understand. And if you go on a little bit further, Paro tells him the dream, and again, you had one dream, both these dreams is one dream. What Hashem is going to do, he told Paro, here he uses din because it's going to be seven years of, of, um, 
of starvation, right? But then again, he, he's, he's not translating. He's not saying that he's translating. He's saying that it's all up to our Baruch Hu, and whatever I'm telling you, right, it's up to our Baruch Hu. Okay, he goes into the seven good years, he goes into the seven bad years. Again, what Hashem's going to do, Paro's going to see. All the way at the end. All the way at the end. Did you ever see a man that has such a spirit of God? And After God gave you all this information, there's no one in the world that's as smart and as wise as you. So you have two not just good people. You have Potifa, who says that everything you touch is turn, turns to gold because of God. And now you have Paro says something very fascinating that we all need to hear very clearly. Paro says the following. You're not smart. You don't have a high IQ. Because Hashem gave you all this information, therefore, ain't nothing of a Not because you went to college, not because you read books, not because you have 195 IQ. But why are you smart? Why are you the smartest person in the world? Why is there nobody in the world like you? Because you are a man of God. And everything that you said, everything that he translated, was from a, from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And it brings down in the Medrash that how did Potiphar's Potiphar, right? How did he know that Yosef was a man of God? Because everything Yosef touched, touched turned to gold. Maybe he was in some place Zara. Maybe he was lucky. Maybe Yosef was a Makubal. He said, I know that you're a man of God. How did he know that Yosef was a man of God? So the Medrash says that everything Yosef did, he said in Mitz Hashem. He said, with Hashem's help. His master said, we have to go plant, we have to do things. He said, with Hashem's help, we'll have a, we'll have a good harvest. So because he always talked about Hashem, automatically Potiphar's, Potiphar, who was a Russia, understood that there was a Hashem and that Hashem was with him. The same thing happened by Yosef. He comes in front of, here's his chance to make a billion dollars. Here's his chance to become famous. Here's his chance to become a translator of dreams for the whole world. He, he's, he, he's translating a dream of, of Paro, right? So he could have taken all the credit. He doesn't take any credit. Every time he goes in front of Paro, he says, I don't know nothing. I don't know anything. I can't help you. If Hashem will help us, I'll be able to help you. So because he kept saying that, in the end, what happened, this Russia Paro, right, who forgot about Kleistrel in, in Shmos, this Russia Paro makes a statement to all these people, I want you to know this guy, there's no one in the world like him. Why? How do you know? Because he's with God. And, 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 and he talks about God all the time. So if he's with God, and God talks to him all the time, then there can't be anyone smarter than him. So by, by making a Kiddush Hashem, the reason I'm telling you this is that a person, um, I mean, in business, I talk about God a lot. With my, with my customers, I talk about what I do and whatever it is. And, and like, what, are you, what are you talking about at a meeting? You, know, you have yeshiva and a crowd. These are, these are not Jewish people. And I'm talking about my school and my high school and our challenges and everything else because, because I want them to, th- to say, 
he doesn't just sell his plastic bags, he's a man of God. So it also takes you to a level where people think you're a man of God, you can't cheat them. You know what I mean? You can't short ship them and you can't cheat them because you know that the people that you're dealing with in business are not just looking at you as a business person, but they're looking at you, oh my God, he's a man of the cloth. He's a, he's, he's, he's a man of God. And that's what Yosef Atzali did. Yosef Atzali kept telling Paro, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. I'll try to help you. If Hashem helps me, I'll help you. And, 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 and he always said, it makes Hashem, Baruch Hashem, with Hashem's help. That's how a Potiphar's husband, how, how did he know that it was coming from God? The answer was, because Yosef always said, God, God, God. You always use Hashem's name. Everything I do is with Hashem's name. So we're, some of you guys are students and some of you guys are, are businessmen. You need to bring God into the business place. You need to talk about, even with the non-Jewish people at work, you need to talk about what we do and our connection to Hashem and davening and all this so that when they walk around, they're like, you know, he, he's different. Why is he different? He's not, he's not going to cheat us. He's not going to pull something on us. His word is a word. Why do, you, why do I know his word is a word? Because, because he talks about Hashem all the time. And, and he has a relationship with Hashem, and he, all he says is, "With God's help, with God's help, God should bless you." Right? Like, like, uh, like Boaz did. It turned. It, it, it definitely totally changes the way you do business and the way you re, you interact with people. So here you had Yosef Sadik, right? Who the only mistake was, I think he made a mistake when he was, um, of course, when he was in the house, and he said that everything is under me. I'm the man. I'm the highest man. That you can't say that. And automatically, he went from the highest place to the number one man in Potiphar's house, to the lowest man in the jail, right? To a Jew in jail. So a person has to realize that you can't... Whatever you have is coming from God, and therefore there has to be a modesty with it. In other words, without, Yosef was saying, without God, I'm nothing. Without God, Potiphar, your fields are not going to grow. Without God, Yosef's like, I can't figure out your dream. The, the, the interpreters, they try to figure it out. Yosef said, I can't figure out your dream. If it's going to come out that I'm right... And I figured out your dream. You need to know it's not about me. It's for coming from a good father. So why did he go and tell him, um, tell the, the Samashim to remind Paro about me? Whatever. So he got punished for that. He had another, another two extra. After. That was before he came to Paro. Uh, when he came to Paro, he learned his lesson. He learned his lesson. So it's not up to me. It's not up to Samashim. It's up to his work. So Mama, you see the whole me case. Whenever he talks, the power of this whole thing, he never takes credit for anything. It's all about Hashem. Which is a very important lesson in Hanukkah. Because in Hanukkah, Lamaisa, what happened in Hanukkah is the same thing. We, we which I spoke, uh, spoke in Shiva University today in the high school, though it's very interesting. I talk about this every year, but it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's important to talk about every year. So what's this tomorrow night's Hanukkah, right? So, Lamaisa, why is it called Hanukkah? Every kid knows why it's called Hanukkah. We had this war. It was a crazy war. You should learn Megillah Chashmanam if you get your hands on it. There's a Megillah written called Megillah Chashmanam that talks about the whole war. We never had a chance. They 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 reacted. The Medrash says there was there were two things that happened that Matis Yahu and his kids reacted to. They were in Golas for a long time. They were under the Greek um, the, Greek, the, uh, the Greek country and and, and um, the Greek society. What happened? So there's, there's two Medrashim. In Megillah Chashmanam it says that um, there, there were 300 Jews and they went into a cave because they were, the three things we weren't allowed to keep is Shabbos, Mila, Rosh Chodesh. All three things that we have on Hanukkah. You always have a Shabbos because it's eight days. You always have Rosh Chodesh, right? Rosh Chodesh Teves. Uh, and Mila is eight days. It's eight. It's the number eight. And usually there's a bris Mila. Some Jews having, you know, someone's making a bris Mila. But Lamaisa, 
We have eight days which represents Mila. We always have a Shabbos. Sometimes we have two. And we always have a Rosh Chodesh. That's what they were, they were after. So it says that in the Megillah Chashmanah, it says that these 300 Jews, they went into a cave. And they were keeping Shabbos. And the Yavadim found out, some spy found out about it. So they took wood and trees, and they put it at the mouth of the cave, and they lit it up, and the smoke all was blown into the back of the cave. And all 300 people suffocated. They all died. So there was a terrible death to die that way, choking to death. So when the Chashmanah, when, they, when the, when the Maccabees heard about this, they said, that's it. We're, we can't sit in our houses and, and, and take this anymore. And they went out, just five guys... And, and Matzio didn't go out the first time. He only went out after Yehuda got killed. They went out five guys, said, Mila Hashem Eli, right? That's Maccabee, Mikamocha Belokim Hashem. That's what Maccabee stands for. Who's like you, Hashem? And they went out five guys and some soldiers, no chance to win a war against the Greek Empire. They had tanks, they had elephants that had armor on it, they had a navy, they had archers. Five guys, six guys against the Greek Empire who, who conquered the world but when you come to realize that it's not you right that it's a Kirsch Baruch Hu, then you can do anything so they were triggered when that happened there's another another it says that they that they they, they brought a pig the Greeks brought a pig on the on the, on the Mizbeach and the, the Chashmanom or Kahana when they heard that they, they slaughtered a pig right on the Mizbeach they said, that's it. Even if we die, we can't allow this to happen. And they went out, and we know it was a very big miracle. It was a suicide raid. There was no way they could win, right? But at the end of the day, anybody knows. And that's why people think that having a Muna, it's so hard to believe in Hashem. I don't know how a person lives without believing in Hashem. If you can believe in Hashem, you can hold on to Hashem. So whatever happens, Hashem did it. I'm, part, you know, I'm holding on to Him. What do you do when you don't have Hashem? Who do you blame? Like how do you how do you how do you make it through life without God? I don't understand. You make it through life without God. So so they they went out to war and they said whatever happens happens, and and that's what and, and that's what Hanukkah is all about. Hanukkah is that they lit they didn't light enough oil and actually the whole thing was that it was pure because really so the machlokas I think there's 122 reasons why we have eight days not seven days. The first day is not a miracle. Right, they had enough oil for one day, so it should be seven days. Seven days is a miracle. So there's many answers that um, that they only cut, they only put an eighth in each cup, thinking that it's going to take eight days to get new oil. But the normal answer is that they filled them all out the cups and they burnt for eight days. So that was a very hard decision. Why? Because they just came out of the, this Greek gullus, a lot of darkness. So the Kahanim knew we're going to light. They only had oil for one day. It's going to go out after that. So they're going to have light for one day. We're going to get excited. And then for the next seven days, they're going to be back in darkness until the new oil comes. So that was a very big chance. So I, I so so what did the Kahanim do? They did it anyway because they felt it's our job to push the boulder. It's our job to move the boulder. It's our job to light the menorah. If it's going to last longer, it's not going to last longer. That's not up to us. It's up to Kodesh Once you connect to God, a lot of different things can happen. Eight represents Lamala Vederech HaTeva. So to them, it was more important. That's what I spoke about today, my shir. To them, it was more important the purity of the oil than how long the oil lasts, which is the whole thing of not how long you dive in, but the purity of what you dive in. And there was a guy could dive in for two hours, and his mind is somewhere else. He said, "Tzol he's on a trip." 
Right? He doesn't even know if he said Kriya Shema. Did I not say Kriya Shema? I'm sure some of us have davened like, did I say Yalav Yavo? Did I not say Yalav Yavo? Right? Well, now, when you do that, did I say Yalav Yavo? Did I not say Yalav That means that you didn't have any kapan at all. Mm-hmm. If you said Yalav Yavo, you would know you said Biyom Roshchodesh Hazer. Right? So if you, if you don't know if you said Yalav Yavo, it means that when you said Yalav Yavo, if you said it, you weren't here. You weren't here. So a person comes to the end of Shemadar and goes, did I say Yalav Yavo? That means pretty much at that point in Tshila, you were not here. Because if you said Yalav Yavo, you would know that you said Yalav Yavo. Or you say, did I say the same bracha? Or we're saying Talamot bracha. That means that when you got to Baruch Aleinu, you weren't here. If you said it, you would know what you said. So, 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 so there's a certain, this is what I talked to, to the boys in Yeshiva University today. I said, the, 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 the focus of Hanukkah, give me a little pure. That's what Hashem wants. But what you give me, make it pure. Because really, the truth is that they could have used any of the broken cans. So they came into the base Amidash, all these broken cans, they didn't need any miracles. They could have used any can that they wanted because the whole Christ was coming. So they could have used any can that they wanted. And they said, no, not going to be Yaitza. We, if we're coming out of a gullus, we're coming out of this darkness. If we're going to use Tomei oil, even though it's kosher, it's just not going to have the effect of using pure oil. So they looked and they looked as it says in Alanisim, right? It doesn't say that it lasted eight days. It doesn't even say that. It says, They came into the house. They turned it over. They made a tar. And then really go Really, should have run in. Menaira, light it up. Uh-uh, uh-uh. said, no, no, no. We are now lighting for the, for the future generations. Let's clean up. Let's get all the getchkas. Let's get all the televisions, DVDs, movies, rap music. Let's get all the Greek, all their stuff that they have, that they brought to the world. We have to clean out the space of English. You can't, you can't sit in your room and daven myriv or, or, or say kriya shmalamita because with, you could, I'm not saying you can't, but you, you could, but you shouldn't, right? You can't put your movie on pause to say Kriya Shalamita. You could, but that Kriya Shalamita is not going to have effect. So the first thing you need to do is the Tiaru with Migdashecha. You got to get the room cleaned out. There's a boy, there's a boy that I know very well that many years ago he came to be, to burn his chametz at my house. And he had a box full of DVDs. And they were worth a lot of money. They were collectibles. 600 movies, 500 movies, I don't remember how many. And he just took the whole box and he threw it into the fire. By the way, DVDs are very flammable. You have to be careful. They really, really went up in a flame. That's the tea with me, the Shepha. He said, if I want to change, I can't, I can't light a menorah with all this stuff here. So that, so, so when Allah needs him, we don't talk about, it doesn't say one word that one day, it, it was supposed to be one day and it lasted for eight days. It talks about that they came in and they cleaned it up and they made it pure, and then they lit the menorah. Not they lit the menorah, and then they cleaned it up, and then they made it pure. And that's why Kodesh Baruch Hu made a miracle. Because Klai wanted to give something to Hashem, that they wouldn't just be Yetzir. They were Yetzir to Mordor Ritzvah. And, and, that, and that's the whole miracle of Hanukkah, and that's what God is all excited about. And that's why He says, put it in your window. Put the candle in your window. I put the candle in the window. Put a Maccabee in your window. Put a big Maccabee. We'll have to like a big, like a big Santa Claus. Take a big Maccabee, blow it up, put it in your front, your front, uh, porch over there. You should have a big sword and a big shield because why do we call it Hanukkah? Chanu Chafhei. Not nothing to do about the menorah. They rested on the 25th day from the war. So if the war is the miracle, put a Maccabee out. You don't even have a Maccabee in your house. 
You don't even have a Maccabee doll. We don't have any Maccabees. We have latkes and jelly donuts. We don't have Maccabees. Why? So why, why aren't we celebrating the Maccabees? That's what the holiday is. The holiday is Hanukkah. Hanukkah, right? Hanukkah stands for they won the war, and in and in and in, and in Alanisim, it doesn't talk about the miracle of the eight, of the of the candles at all. It just says they lit a menorah, and the answer is it's like a good marriage. God wants to talk about us. We want to talk about Him. He wants to see how great we are. We want to see how great He is. So He says, you know, I had this nation, and for hundreds of years, during this Gaulish, the Greek culture and Greek Gaulish, really deep, deep into it. And now, they're coming to my base on Meidash, and they're cleaning up everything, and they're like, they have a halacha, just take a can of oil, as many as you want, and light them in there, and they're like, no. No, no, no. We are not using Tomei oil, even though it is kosher to be used. No. We are going to find pure oil. And there's a medrash that says it didn't exist. The Greeks broke every can. Why would they miss one? It's a very nice story, but why they miss one? Well, so they missed one. They broke every can but one. So the measure says Hashem created it that day, that night, when they were looking for it, Hashem created that can of oil. Why did he make the miracle that he created that can of oil? Because they were looking for it. Because that's what they wanted. They wanted to give something pure to Hashem. Hashem created something pure. And that's why it's eight days, because the first day was also a miracle. The can wasn't even there. Not everyone agrees. I mean, there's many different truths. The can wasn't even there. But Hashem saw how much we loved him and how exciting, like I spoke a little bit about the Agreda Convention, how exciting Yiddishkeit is supposed to be. Yiddishkeit is not Tumahutra B'Tzibur. Yiddishkeit is not like, all right, it's good, it's kosher. The rabbis, they said Tumahutra B'Tzibur, all right, so it's kosher, we can do it. I'll put up my children on and off. I was telling the kids today, I love watching my mitzvah kids. You know, I saw my mitzvah boys this morning in shul. They're so cute. You ever see them wrap up their children? It's amazing. They take their tefillin. It's like two tank track, uh, tracks. And they count. Each side has to be eight. And it's tight. And they squeeze it. And it has to be even exactly. And it has to go into the bag exactly. And if one of those things fall off, he does the whole thing over again. And it's brand new. And it smells new. And it looks new. And the bag is shiny. And it takes them like 20 minutes to wind up their tefillin. And when they put on their tefillin, they get that mirror. And every five minutes, they're checking the mirror. I don't know if they're checking to see how good they look, but I don't think so, right? And they're fixing their tillin, and God forbid the tillin moves a little bit to the right. Oh, how do I look? Oh, it's perfect, right? And, and they keep checking the straps in the back, and we, on tillin, off tillin, you wrap it up, 20 on one side, 2 on the other side, falls off, doesn't fall off. Who cares? Whatever it is, the cap's on, the cap's off. It doesn't make a difference, all right? Half of them look like, they, 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 like your belt that you wore for 20 years, and all the black came off, and ah, who cares, right? That by Mitzvah boy? Check him out when he wraps that filling and when he takes them off and it's so shiny and it's so new. That's what Judaism is. Not Tomahitri Bitsivar. Tomahitri Bitsivar is a bunch of broken cans that you could use. They said no. The Chashvanah and the Kahanah said, uh 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 uh. We gotta take the Jews out of Gaulas. We gotta take them out of this whole Greek culture. We gotta give them something nice and shiny, pure, pure Pachshemen, pure oil. And Kush Bokhu said, you don't even have one. There isn't one. The Greeks broke every one. You want it so bad? You love me so much that you're not using this heter of, of Tomohutra Bitsiver? I'll create that oil. Or, if I didn't create that oil, that oil's going to burn for eight days. Why? Because you're above Derecha Teva. You want Teva, you could have just used the oil. You said, no, I'm not using that oil. I want better. So therefore, Hashem said, I'm going to give you above Teva. I'm going to give you eight days of oil. 
That's the miracle of Hanukkah. Now Hashem wants to show us off. We're the wife. He's the husband. He's like, look at my wife. She didn't want to just be yaitza with supper. Right? She looked around. She gave me the most perfect meal that she could give me. So I wanted to know about that. So I want you to take your menorah, and I want you to put it in the window, and I want all the Jews, not Goyim, everybody thinks Pasumenesa is for the non-Jews who are walking the street to know that's the Goyim with their, with their Christmas trees. We're not like, that's not Pasumenesa. Pasumenesa is for Jews who are coming home from shul. It's not for Goyim. So why does the Jews have to see my menorah? And the answer is, they have to remember that once upon a time, being Yosef wasn't enough. And that there were a group of Jews that turned the whole place, Ufino they turned the whole place over. And they cleaned it all out. They got all the movies out. Threw them all out. Got the whole place that made just clean. And then search for something pure. Used to be such a, used to be such a love. Used to be such a relationship. So everybody has to see it. So make sure that you put it in all your windows. Wow, thank you, Hashem. But we, you know, it's very nice to say that about us. We want everybody to see that. But uh, really what happened on Hanukkah is what you did, Hashem. And you took five, six men against the Greek Empire and took them down. So when we talk to Hashem about what He does, when do we do that? When do we do that, boys? When do we talk to Hashem? The most private time that we talk to Hashem is Shemana Esrei. Right? So in Shemana Esrei, there's Alanisim. So when we're talking to Hashem, we're telling Him, nah, the Menorah thing with the oil... Ah, uh, come on. What you did, what you did, Hashem, that was amazing. Hashem's like, no. What you did, that wasn't amazing. So when we talk privately to him, we talk about what he did. We talk in Alan Isim about the miracle of the war. When he talks about us, he tells us to put the menorah in the window. It's very interesting. Because there's a machlokas in halacha, if hanacha osa mitzvah or hadlaka osa mitzvah. Hadlaka osa mitzvah means that when you light it, it has enough oil to last for 30 minutes. So if I light a menorah and it has oil in it for 30 minutes, and two stars came out, and then my little grandson walks over and says, oh, very nice, and he blows it out after two minutes. So the halach is I don't have to relight it. You should relight it because people see that it's off. But halachically, you're yotze. Hadlaka osimitzvah. When I lit it, it had enough in it to last for 30 minutes. The other, the other, the argument is hanacha osimitzvah. Hanukkah also means that when I lit it, it only had 10 minutes in it. But when I got more oil after I lit it and added it. So if Hanukkah also means it didn't have enough oil when I started, you're not Yotze. But Hanukkah also means it lasted for half an hour. Doesn't matter if it was on the floor when you lit it and then you took it and put it in a kosher place. Doesn't make a difference. It has to be lasted for half an hour. What's the machlokas? What's the basis of this machlokas? And the answer is that Hanukkah also means that you put enough into it. It's sort of, you push the boulder, Hashem has to move it. You, there's enough in there, so even if someone, it's a very deep, deep thing. Even if someone else comes along, right, and, and blows it out, you should know that you're yaitza. A person, many times, accepts something on themselves, and they work very, very hard, and, and, and they fall. Have luck, I submit to When you lit, when you decided to do tshuva, when you, you really meant it, so sometimes somebody will blow you out. Have luck, I submit to Don't worry about it. Other side is Hanukkah Mitzvah. That's goal driven. It's got to be a half an hour. Doesn't matter. Somebody blew it out. Somebody didn't blow it out. Goal driven. Has to be a half an hour. At the end of the day, it has to be a half an hour. Hanukkah Mitzvah. We don't pass it like that because the Greeks were very goal goal driven. They created the Olympics. You got a gold or silver or bronze or you're nobody. 
right? They created this competition. They created the Olympics. They created what we're involved in right now in business and school and everything that we're involved in. This, this competition and this Olympics and, 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 and they had a lot of Yetzirahs and amphitheaters and excitement and they, they, they brought beauty to the world and, and Venus and, and Hercules and gyms and strength and the body and physical and winner and winner and winner and winner and winner. And when I was growing up, it wasn't whether you won or lost, it was how you played the game. Just be a sportsmanship. Today, it's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you win. Period. That's the, that's the Greek, that's their, that's their mythology. We as Jews, that's not where we come from. We, we, we have to try our hardest. Look what happened. They found a little can of oil. What, what do you think they were saying to each other when they found it? And they lit it up. They didn't know there was going to be a miracle. So they were probably saying, you know what? We got lucky, we found one can of oil. And maybe, maybe if there wasn't a miracle, they would have used the Tumahotra I don't know. I never saw it in a safer. If they, if it would, let's say it wouldn't have burnt. After one day, would they let it just stay dark, or would they have gone and used Tumahotra I don't know. I never saw it in a safer, whether they would have used it or not. But because Bochu rewarded their pure effort, and he took them way above Teva. And that is something that all of us need to do. And I think that's what Hanukkah is all about. We have to find something, some mitzvah, whether it's I will never talk again in my tillin, or I'll be careful how I talk to that. Whatever it is, we have to take one little thing in our neshama, right? One little thing, and we have to make it very pure. That one mitzvah, that's my mitzvah, that's my pure mitzvah. Nobody can change this, this is what I do. And for, because Baruch will see that you really want purity, he will not only give you purity for now, he will give you purity for the, for the, for mitzvah shem forever. And, and that's, that's this whole paradox in Hanukkah. Because we are, we are celebrating two things. We are celebrating the war. And the war is the same thing as the candles. Because the candles, they never thought they had a chance. It's only going to be one day. And the war, they never thought they were going to have a chance. Because in the war, they thought that they're going to get killed. They're going to, they, they, were, they, they were going to be decimated. But they were going to stand up for, for our Kurdish Baruch So when they stood up for our Kurdish Baruch in the war, then they came in when it came to the spiritual, that was the physical world. When they came to the spiritual world, they stood up for Hashem and they said, we're cleaning this place out. We're not giving him second grade oil. We're giving him first grade oil. And that's what Hanukkah is all about. Hanukkah is fighting Yavon by doing your best. And Hashem has to do the rest. I don't have to tell you my story of pushing the stone, the rock. You all know push the boulder, right? Our job is to push the boulder. God's job is to move the boulder. You have to do your best. And sometimes someone's going to come along and blow your menorah out. You're going to work very hard and the something's going to make you fall. And you made up your, right? Okay. Tomorrow night we'll light again. And the third night will light again. And that's how luck it's a mitzvah. And that person has to realize that. That many times a person falls, you can, never, you can never give up. And if a person, the main thing is the purity. Not just to be yitzah in your davening, not just to be yitzah in your learning, not just to be yitzah with your Shabbos, but to, to make it something that's exciting and new and fresh and a, and a, and a pop shemer. The, the, in B'nai Saska, so he talks about, um, and I talk about this every year, but I found a, a beautiful, a beautiful new point um, this year. And that is the Bnei Saspa talks about what it said on the dreidel. So it's a famous question: What did it say on the dreidel when they were um, when the when the Greeks came in? The Greeks came in to see what the Jews were doing. So they specifically were playing dreidel, which in those days was a game of gambling, like jacks. So the question is: Why were they playing chess, soccer, football? Why do the rabbis tell the boys that when the Greeks come in, make sure that you're gambling? Why specific gambling? When they played Kadorego, this was the Greeks, it was, it was, it was, they had Olympics. They had soccer in the Olympics. They had all these other games. 
Why specifically gambling? Because the Greeks believed that there was no God, one God that runs the world. They believed there was a God of beauty, there was a God of power. So when a person gambles, what you're saying is that I believe in lady luck, they call her, right? I believe in luck. Luck means that there's no hashkocha pratis. In other words, God has nothing to do with this. If I'm going to get lucky, I get the right card. If I'm going to get lucky, the, the, the ball is going to fall in the right place. The dice is going to fall in the right place. So it's a game of luck. That's what it's called, a game of luck. So we specifically wanted to show the Greeks that when they walked in, that the Jews, that the Greeks won, and that the Jews don't believe in Hashem anymore. So if you're playing soccer, it doesn't mean you don't believe in Hashem. Right? If you're playing chess, it doesn't mean you don't believe. But if you're gambling, means you don't believe that God has anything to do with this. It's all luck. That was the game that they, they wanted to show the Greeks. So the Greeks thought we assimilated, so they walked out. Right? Okay. But look at the Chacham. So what did it say on the dreidel? It couldn't have said, Nezkadal Hayasham, because the miracle didn't happen yet. Right? So Bnei Suska asked this question. What did it say on the dreidel? If you're going to tell me the dreidel was blank, then how do you win? So what did it say on the dreidel? What letters were on the dreidel? Alphabet's Gimel Dalit. So Bnei Suska says, beautiful. He says in the next week's parasha, when, when in Miketz, when Yaakov sends down, um, when Yaakov sends down Yehuda to Mitzrayim, and Vayigash, when Yaakov sends Yehuda down to Mitzrayim, so Yaakov didn't want the Jews, we're going to come to Mitzrayim, we're going to go to Cairo High, we're going to assimilate with the Goyim, we're going to go to their movie theaters, so he wanted to build a lakewood. He wanted, yeah, yeah, he wanted to build a city of Tyra with a big yeshiva. So he said, go to Goshna. That's what the Pasuk says. The word Goshna. Gimel, Shin, Nun, Hei. Same letters as Nezgadol HaYashon. Same, same letters, just flipped around a little bit. Right? Okay, so, Bnei Sofka says as follows. This is so deep. He says, the Chachamim, okay, so they made up this game, and we're going to play dreidel, and we're going to fool the Greeks that we're gambling. But even if you're doing it L'Shem Shemayim, you're still gambling. Maybe one kid's going to stay, is going to keep gambling. Mice, we're doing it for the right reason. We're doing it to fake the Greeks, and the minute they walk out, we're going to go back to learning. But we're doing something that, that the Goyim do, which is gambling. Maybe it's going to affect the kids. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to put on the dreidel the word Goishna. What was Goishna? Goishna was, in the middle of this Egyptian empire, was the city which, which was Kulei Tairo. So when these kids are playing, they're going to, what's going to be spinning on the dreidel? Goshna, 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 Goshna. Remember, Goshna, that even though we're in, in, in the Greek empire, right? Doesn't make a difference. We're separate, we're different, we're Jews, we don't assimilate. Goshna, 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 Goshna. So Hashem said, you're worried that the game that you're playing, that you're doing in order to sit and learn. That was the whole reason that he did the game. L'shem Shemayim, you're willing to give up your lives. You created a game to be able to give up your lives, and you're still worried that even though you're playing this game for the right reason, but the game's going to have an effect on me. So you put Goshen on there to, 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 to remind everybody that you can't assimilate. Hashem said, spin the dreidel. I'm going to change the letters from Gimel Shin Nun Hei to, to Nun Gimel Hei Shin. Wow. Amazing. Now you asked me about the pay. They Suska didn't live in Eretz So he, he, he was writing on the Nezgadel Hayasham. And Itaka said, Goshna. 
So in the schus of Goshna, this is what I heard today on that question, in the schus of Goshna, the Golos that we're in, that was, that was the Greek Golos. So the Nezgadal HaYasham, who, who says that? The people who are in Golos, who are outside of Eretz Yisrael. So he's saying, the people who are outside of Eretz Yisrael, and your Drado is going to say the same thing that it said when they were in Golos, now it's going to say the same thing as Drado when, you're, when, when, you, when it's in your Golos. Which bothers me very much about Kvitloch. You know some very good farm stores sell Kvitloch, but it's a card game, and it's definitely not played in order that you should fool the Greeks that we're learning. So what happened is, and Bnei Sosa talks about this, is the Yitzhahara is brilliant. So, so, so listen, listen with the Goshna. So the dreidel, so the dreidel is a gambling game. But the only reason the dreidel was made was that we should learn Torah. But that's what he says, Bnei Sosa. But gambling snuck into the Jewish nation through a, a heter, through a good way, because they were gambling to fake the Greeks. What were they playing with already, right? But once the word gamble came into Yiddishkeit, so all of a sudden it went to Fitloch. And on Hanukkah night, so many people are playing cards. So he says, who, whose game is cards? So if you take the word carton, not me, but he's suspect. You take the word carton, which is kuf, reish, tes, nun. So kuf is 100, reish is 200, is 300. Tes is 9, and nun is 59, 359. And if you spell the word satan, right, it's 300. Test is 9, and Nun is 50. It's 359. Karten, you want to know where the game of cards came from? comes from the word Satan. Same gematria. So with the Goshna, listen to the effect of what happens when you desensitize. It said Goshna to remind them not to assimilate because they were gambling, and they were worried that their gambling is going to have an effect on the kids. So they say Goshna, hundreds of years later... Kleiswell is going to Jewish bookstores and buying Tritlach. And it became a Jewish Hanukkah game. And B'nai Suska says, it's the Satan destroying the beauty of Hanukkah. He says, and anyone who plays cards on Hanukkah should know that Karten Begamatri is Satan. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you what it says. And it, it's such a lesson even if you're doing the right thing, it's the same thing with the internet, it's what I talk about. The same thing. You're doing the right thing with the internet and you're learning on it, whatever it is, but it's internet. It's gonna have an effect on you. It's going to have an effect on you. Because once the box is in your house, once the phone is in your hand, so, so now that, now all the stuff that needs to do is get, is change your channel. That's all he needs to do. Me, I have this phone. Right? So he can change my channel all I want, I don't have internet. He can't send me nothing. Right? But a guy who has an iPhone, he's learning. He's not doing anything wrong with it. What's ready in his hands. So he just needs to, it's just one button. You have to, you know, an app. You need to touch. Me, I gotta get a whole new phone. So he was brilliant. And even in the most beautiful thing that we did is we, we played dreidel so we could learn Tyra so that we, we, we could fool them. Look what happened from it. People go to Atlantic City on Hanukkah. People play, play Kvitlachan, play poker on Hanukkah. Play all these cards in. Where, what? Where does it come from Hanukkah? What does it do with the oil in the base? I mean, gosh, what does it do with the Maccabees? Where, what? Where does it come from? It comes from because he got in. He got in in a good place, but he got in. They were gambling. Scottless and something else. Such a chaos. And even though they wrote on it, they wrote on a Goshna. And on top of that, very beautifully, he continues, it's a nice stuff. He says it on Hanukkah. He says, very beautiful. He says, not only did it say Goshna on it, he says, but a dreidel, right, of the miracle of Hanukkah, 
is an open miracle. You, you, you put in oil for one day, it lasts eight days, right? It's an open miracle. I hope my mother doesn't watch this shit that I'm giving tonight because my mother also has miracle latkes. Serious. You eat them one day, they burn for eight. Right? I, hope she, I hope she didn't hear that, but, but, but it's a joke. In case, I'm not, I'm not serious. Ma, I'm kidding. Okay? Just a joke. Your latkes are great. They don't burn for eight days. There's no heartburns. Fine, I'm just kidding. Um, but seriously, so the, the nace of Hanukkah is a miracle that was very open to the world. It's it, it, it supposed to last for one day, it lasts for eight. You ask any guy, what's the miracle of Hanukkah? And they'll tell you, the candle was supposed to burn for one day, it lasted for eight, right? So it's a very open miracle. Purim, Purim is a hidden miracle, right? If you don't really know, Hashem's name is not mentioned in the whole Megillah. It looks like a Persian story, empire, Persian empire. This guy assassinated this one. His wife didn't listen to him. They killed her, married a pretty girl. It's nothing special, right? It's a nice nister. He says, beautiful, the Bnei Sosa says. When you spin the dreidel, so your hand is on top, right? You're spinning the dreidel. So the hand represents like Kodesh Baruch God. God is on top. You see his hand. You see God's hand. So it's a miracle that's open. And he's spinning the world. Dreidel spinning. And that's how the world, we know, the earth spins, right? Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. So you see his hand. So the children see your hand and you see that you spin it. Purim is a hidden miracle. So how do you spin the grogger? Your hand's on the bottom. You spin the grogger, your hand's on the bottom. The miracle of Purim, Hashem's hand, the Yad Hashem, is hidden. It's underneath the grogger. Not me, I could never even come up with something like that. He says there's, there's so much holiness, even in the dreidel, there's so much holiness. And it's a mitzvah to play dreidel. Not a mitzvah to play with money, if you want to play with pennies, but you play with candy, whatever it is, because it's very important to the children to play dreidel. People don't play dreidel and well, it's a stupid game. That's our beauty, that's our menhagim, that's the stuff that we used to do. You know, it's very cute. Um, today, not, I'm not ragging on any farm stores or anything. But today, you know, the menorahs, it, it, if you buy, when you buy them, the, the stuff to put in the menorah, so it says, doesn't, dripless, smokeless, what's it list, everything list, it's like, it's like this hard wax, it looks like, but it becomes oil. See, mamish don't get dirty at all, nothing, the wick, it's all there, it's in, it's everything, you have to do, you, it pretty much says on it, you don't have to do anything. On top of that, you don't play dreidel anymore, because that's like a silly game. Now this candle, this blue candle, now, when you light this candle, it sings, I'm serious, it sings Hanerah Salolo. So you don't have to sing Hanerah Salolo. You don't have to do nothing. You light the candle, it'll sing for you. You don't have to do anything. Your mamish don't have to do anything. The only thing you have to do is make latkes, right? Because you can buy anyway, right? So, what? You don't put, you just light it. It goes right, stops right away. What, the blue thing, really? I didn't have that information. Okay. You have to pull the white out. Well, it's hard work. Which I it's, hard. it's not easy. It's not easy. It's hard work. So I'm old-fashioned. Hashem should give me a long life. I'll continue doing it. I buy cotton. And I make wicks. And I dip it in the oil. And it goes all over the floor. And my wife gets annoyed every year. And my hands smell every year. And every night I have to take out the black wicks that are burnt. And my fingers get black. Baruch Hashem. I can smell my fingers and have oil on them and I'm dirty. And it's part of lighting the candles. Because that's part of Hanukkah because there's no dreidel anymore. The candle's singing for me. And I don't have to do any make wicks or do anything. So weird is that excitement that we say in Alanisim, Fidu Sechalecha! They cleaned it up! They made sure it was pure! Where's the action? An AC? In Atlantic City? Going to play cards because we used to play dreidel. Where's the action? Where's the action? 
So, so, so when you sit, that, that's all we have left. It's so beautiful. That's all we have left is the Hanukkah Menorah. And we are in competition, boys. It was so sad. I met a little boy last week whose mother is a Jew and whose father is not a Jew. And he has a menorah and he has a Christmas tree. And he's trying to tell me that his Christmas tree is much nicer than his menorah. Because he has a little menorah that his mother bought him in, in for a dollar or two dollars, that little copper thing that you stick a candle in. But his, his, his Christmas tree is ten feet tall with all kinds of stuff on it and a star on top and big boxes of stuff underneath it because Yavon fight with us and this is what I spoke about at the Agudic Convention is our own little children get on buses in Brooklyn our own Jewish from Chassidish little kids and their eyes are bugging out of their heads because as they're driving by they go past these Gaisha houses that have reindeers and big trees and lights and sparkles and everything because that's Yavon and that's the Satan and that's what he promised he's going to do in the fight of Yaakov Avinu and it's all shiny and it's all exciting and he comes home and he's lucky if his father's home from work yet and they light him in the and everybody goes to sleep and he's lucky if you bought him a little bag of chocolate um, fake money, right? It's a fight, it's a war. So you can say, well, we don't have trees. No, we don't. We have menorahs. So, so sit down and sing most to with them and, 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 and play, play by the light dreidel. It doesn't have to be with money. It could be with candies. It could be with chocolates. It could be with anything. It could be, it could be with anything, right? And, and buy them presents and spend time. The Chachamim wanted to force us to spend a half an hour at the candles. You're, supposed, you're not allowed to get off. You're not allowed to be on your phone. You're not allowed to walk away. You have to be at the candles. Spend a half an hour. A half an hour at the candles and make Hanukkah beautiful. Make it exciting. Don't sit there on your phone. Make it exciting. Sing Mo'azur. Sing Haneris Halolu. This is our future. If we're not going to do this, then Chas V'Shalom, the Christmas trees, are going to take over. Because that's where the excitement is in the world. And all the advertising. And you know what the beauty of Eretz Yisrael is? That those Yerushalmis don't know what a Christmas tree looks like. You know that? If they came to America, they would say, why are they putting lights on a tree? <laughs> they have no idea. They don't know who Santa Claus is. They don't, know, they, they, they don't go through New York City. There's no Santa Claus. There's no Christmas trees. There's no reindeers. There's nothing. It's the Kedusha. They, they never saw it. But our American kids, our American kids, they see this, they see this, so we have to fight. Why do you think they make Christmas like that? Why, is it, why does Christmas always come out Hanukkah time and Easter always comes out Pesach time and Halloween, you know, Halloween and Purim? What, what, what's this? Everything we have, they have. What's going on over here? They have Halloween. We have Purim, right? We actually have Purim. They have Halloween, right? All these, because that's Yavon. That's Yavon. You think you're doing something nice? We'll show you what's nice. A 50-foot... Never, never. I said this. You went, you guys went to my share. I went nuts. About fifteen, about thirteen years ago, you were not in my share. These Israelis came. You, you know, you, you know the story. You, you heard my tape. It's an old, old tape. The Israelis came, right? And their main tour was to go see the tree lit in Rockefeller Center from Israelis. Why? Because in Israel, you're not going to see no tree lit. You're not going to Bethlehem and get shot by Arabs, right? So in Shalem, they're not putting up no tree, right? So they went a bus. A from Israelis went to Rockefeller Center to see the tree. And I'm like, are you crazy? They used to crucify us on those trees. That's what they used to do. What are you doing? It's shiny. It's Rockefeller Center. It's 20 feet tall. The whole world's taking pictures of it. The whole, right? So, right? 
200 feet tall, I'm sorry, whatever it is, right? And we, we are buying oil, it's already gone, no drips, no nothing, it should be perfectly clean, it lasts exactly what it has to last, and have a good day. It's a war. It's a war. But the, 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 in Alanisim, it says very clearly that first you have to clean out everything, make it shiny, make it new, make it tar, then light the candles. Make it exciting, then light the candles. Don't light the candles with some oil that's second class. No, you have to use first class oil. Even though halakhically, any oil is kosher from Menaira. You can use any oil unless it's Avoidizara oil. You're allowed to use any oil. Shemen Zayah is the oil. And, and the oil that you have to know something the oil in the base Hamigdash. You know how they made that oil for the Menaira? They took a needle and they stuck it into the olive and the Kohen would tap the other side of the olive. One drop would come out, that's all they were allowed to use. Every olive, the first drop. The other oil that was in it was allowed to use for minchas, for other things, basically. Minchas. The oil for the menorah, so I took eight days to make. They took a needle, they made a hole, one drop, next, one drop, next, one drop, next. That's the oil that they were looking for. That one pot that the clean guttle seal was on, that's the oil that they were looking for. And we don't have time to make our own wigs or to do anything of our own. Everything has to be done automatically. We have to bring the beauty of Yiddishkeit back to Yiddishkeit or else what's going to be in two generations from now? They're going to have a screen and they're going to have a menorah on the screen. And that's what's going to be. Like that girl that told me, I see sunrise every morning. I'm like, you don't live in a place you can see sunrise. She goes, I have it on my screensaver. That's what she sees sunrise. So to her, sunrise is on a screensaver. And some might, and some other kid's gonna think that fish live, you know, on that screen in his computer. Cause his father has a screensaver, all the fish going by in the water. So kids gonna grow up thinking that fish live in a computer. So that's where we're going. We have to stop it here. We have to, we've gotta clean out our houses, gotta get rid of all the garbage. We gotta make Hanukkah exciting. We gotta make it shiny, we gotta make it exciting, we gotta make it special. Not, oh my gosh, we gotta go to Toys R Us now? I can't believe it. Oh, that's terrible, there's a bunch of crowds. We gotta go, toys? Man, Hanukkah toys are amazing. Let's, you have to make it exciting for them because the other side is that war. Look what they're advertising for their holiday. Look at the advertising and the sales and the whole, these are America, we live in America. They're pushing it and they're pushing it on the side of the buses, it's on the houses. So we have eight days to, 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 to light up our kids. We need to make Hanukkah very, very special. That's what we need to do and that's what, that's what it's saying and that's what Hashem was proud of. Hashem said, I'm doing this miracle, Tumor Hutchibut Sibri wouldn't have done the miracle, there'd be no Hanukkah. Had they used Tumor Hutchibut Sibri, there's no miracle, there would be no Hanukkah. Have a good day, there would be nothing. Because they wanted that purity. Each one of us, and that's what I said in today in Yeshiva University, everybody has to go inside themselves and find one mitzvah, one something, that they're going to do 100% pure, not just to be Yitzvah. It could be, from now on, I will not talk with Tillon on. I take off my Tillon, I'll talk. But when I have my Tillon on, I will not talk with my Tillon on. I know a lot of guys that will that. When I have my Tillon on, I will not talk. And not, I saw this pain sure the other day. Right? So I guess he had that thing that he won't talk with Tillin on. So he's talking to a guy and he's holding the Tillin off his head. Like this. He lifted it off his head a little bit and he's talking. That looks really normal. Right? If you made up your mind that you're not talking with Tillin, that's that you still have Tillin on. Take, you know, take your Tillin off. Lifting it off your head, that's not, that's, that, that's silly. You look like, hello? You know what I mean? Okay, so the guy's gonna say, Rebbe, that's, it's still better than nothing. I don't know. I think you're fooling yourself. If you do something, no tomorrow, do it. One 
100%. I'm not telling you to do everything 100%. It's very hard to do that. Pick up one mitzvah, one thing. I myself am thinking about this Hanukkah, what I should take on. Then I'm going to keep 100% pure with excitement because what Hashem will do is He'll take that little thing in your neshama that you made pure and it's going to be eight days all of a sudden. And it's going to be Lamalam and Ateva all of a sudden. But He wants something that's pure. And that's 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 what Hanukkah is all about. And um, be excited about saying hallow. Now, oh my gosh, for the next eight days, they're reading the Torah every single day. And we have, oh no, see? And, I said, and, I said, oh, yeah. and, Hallel. Baruch Hashem, we have a chance to say Hallel again. Oh. Eight days in a row, that's fantastic. Oh, right? Fantastic. Oh, to be able to sing Takaj Baruch to say Hallel. You have to be excited about this. Not, oh my gosh, Hallel. Oh, Baruch Hashem, no Musaf. Oh, you know? I just, I, just, I just want to end with this. Something sent me, someone sent me an email today, a text, whatever you want to call it. And he said, I never knew this. He said, how come, let me see if it's true before I say it online. <laughs> he said that in, in Alamechia, there's no prayer for Hanukkah. Shabbat, Rishchodesh, Pesach, Shavuah, Sukkot, Shemina, Tzeres, Nefaz, Tzeres, and Rosh Hashanah. Right, so there's no Hanukkah, and there's no Purim. So, so he said, this is what he wrote me. I, I, no, not Muslim. I'm talking about Alamichia. But it's the same idea that there's no Purim there either. Right, so why isn't Purim Hanukkah here? So I'm telling you what he answered. You gotta give me a chance to get to the answer. So the answer to the question is, this is what he said, is that Purim and Hanukkah were two miracles, right? Two miracles to save Christ. He said, the Hakaras are told that we have to have for Hashem, for those two Yom Tovim, for those two miracles, Alamech is too short. It's too small. So I don't know, what, 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 what about um, Pesach? It doesn't say Kriyas Yamsev. Yom Chag HaMatzah says that. Yom Chag HaShuas. But you're not saying that. You're not saying Zechel Tzitz Mitzrayim. You're not saying that. You're saying... Anyway, he wrote it down from a safer. It's not me. He wrote it, I forgot what the safer was. He said that it's too small. There's also a very big thing about Karasatov. Karasatov, that the Greek, that we didn't become part of the Greek Empire. Because guess what happened? The Greek Empire is gone. All these empires are gone. Romans, Greeks, Babylonians, they're all gone. We're still here. We're our little menorahs, we're our little candles, and there's some very beautiful stories, um, very tragic and sad stories about the lighting of the menorah in Auschwitz. In, in the, during the during the Holocaust, how they how they um, I was just reading one of these stories. I didn't, I didn't get to read the whole story. They used to have wax. They used to have wax. The, 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 the Nazis' boots were very 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 shiny, and the Nazis used to have wax to make their boots very very shiny. And there was a group of Jews that their job was to to shine the Nazis' boots. And every day they took a drop of the wax. To make candles, I maybe it was the Blue Rebbe. I don't know which Rebbe it was, whatever it was. And the, 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 I have to find the story. So they, they 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 would take a little wax off from the boots. They would take a little wax off, and they made candles. And the first night of the first night of um, of Hanukkah, they went in the Auschwitz. They went to some little corner, whatever it was, with this little candle, whatever it was. And um, the Rebbe got up, and he said. And then he said, Right? 
and then everyone started crying because they wanted to usher the saying Shasa Nisim in those days by Yom Hazeh and they're looking at dead bodies the way they wrote it was there was a whole bunch of dead bodies piled up where they lit the menorah in the, in the back a candle so the Rebbe said by Yom Hazeh in those days by Zman they were looking for a miracle and they didn't get a miracle and then he couldn't say Shachinano he couldn't say Shachinano and then one of the people that was sitting there said to the Rebbe Rebbe if you can't say it we're never going to get to the next man you have to say Shachinano and he broke down and he said, Shachiano, could you imagine that the, that, the, that the candle that was lit in Auschwitz was from the wax of Nazis' boots? You can't destroy this nation. You could throw us around, you could cremate us, you could burn us, you could put us in gas chambers, you could do whatever you want. We will take the wax off Nazis' boots to make a candle for Hanukkah. So you know what? Get your hands dirty this year. Make some wicks. One night or two nights or three nights. They took the wax off Nazi boots. We can get our hands a little bit different. Show your kids that you know how to roll, not a joint, but a wick. <laughs> you know how to ro- roll a wick. I know how to make wicks. And I have to warn you, though, if you go to a pharmacy, because I made this mistake a few years ago, so they say cotton, they sell cotton balls. But they're not made out of cotton. They're made out of nylon. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you make a wick out of that and you light it, it doesn't light, it melts. What? Chicken nuggets are made out of turkey. I didn't know that. Chicken nuggets are made out of turkey? That's cute. So anyway, if you go, if you go, you gotta buy, you gotta buy cotton. You gotta buy cotton. I'm telling you, if you, if you make those wicks, it sounds very silly, right? If you make the wicks with your own hands, and you have to dip both sides in the oil, you'll have a different Hanukkah. You're part of it. And, and think about while you're doing it, what am I doing? They were taking wax off Nazi boots to make these candles. So what am I doing? May we all be zoichem mir Hashem to see the menorah, in the base Hamigdash from Harvey Emanuel. I'm very proud to tell everyone the shear is over. This is the after shear, which we don't usually do. That Eichler's in Borough Park, I was just told, does not carry Kvitloch cards anymore. So that we're not like the Yavanim. And I'm very proud of them because it's a big moneymaker. And they're willing to give it up. So go to Eichler's and buy all your Hanukkah needs there. Because they're good people and they don't carry Kvitloch. Thank you. The after-after share, um, I was just told that if you take the letters of the dreidel, which is a nun, which is um, which is 50, and a three, which is, gimel is three, is 53, um, and a hay is 58, and a shin is 358. So the dreidel, the letters on the dreidel equal 358, and Moshiach, mem is 40, and, and shin is... 340 and Yoda 350 and Ches is 358. So Mashiach and the letters of the dreidel equal 358. So if we keep spinning the dreidel, Mitz Hashem, the four corners of the dreidel, Mitz Hashem, Mashiach, in the schutz of the dreidel, in the schutz of Goshna, of Nezgadol Hayasham, Mashiach will come. And I want to just add something. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. The Satan equals 359. How are we going to knock off the Satan? So the dreidel equals 358 plus the hand that you have to spin the dreidel. The dreidel alone doesn't do anything. The hand that holds the dreidel is one. It's 359. What's the hand that holds the dreidel? Akash Baruch Hu's hand. So therefore, with the Kayach of Akash Baruch Hu spinning the dreidel, we're going to spin the Satan right out of our lives. Thank you very much, and we might have some more to say in a few minutes. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.